This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Um, today on the podcast, that's how you say it in French, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you speak French. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if you said that you spoke French, I would believe you because to me, you can do anything. Adina Versin is, I'll say it. She's the most brilliant actor I have ever seen on stage or screen. The level of transformation (laughs) that occurs is, I think the word might be insane. That's because it's also like so authentic to who they are, which is sort of amazing to me. It's like a transcendent experience to see you perform, Adina. That means so much to me, thank you. I just love you so much. Um, <laughs> and beyond that, oh, so when we first met, what was it, nine years ago? Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. was it nine years ago? It was eight and a half years ago. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was just saying, by the way, earlier, I was like, and I still, like, I definitely, I'm not recovered let's just say <laughs> like, but I think that's okay that's okay we're yeah. on, on our life journey yeah. um you started a yoga teacher training oh yeah uh-huh have I ever taught a t- yoga class no no and what's so amazing to me is that like <laughs> you, you've never taught a yoga class but that training it was one month and it was so intense yeah. and you went in whole hog like when you do something, it's like, that's all, it is so profound. It is so, and I, it always stuck with me that like, if you're going to like take something on like yoga teacher training, even if you don't teach a fucking class for the rest of your life, it's going to be like, you're going to immerse yourself completely. I feel like when I think of you as a mom, I'm reminded of that experience because like you're gonna do it and whatever you do it's gonna be like I said totally transformative and transcendent in the same way that you attack a role maybe it's not an attack maybe it's just I sometimes feel like like feels like an attack like it's not like, <laughs> soft <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you made your Broadway debut in indecent mm-hmm. you've done so much theater and have been on television in recurring roles um for years now the next thing is only murders yes on hulu yeah 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 season That's two exciting. season yeah. two um what we're wondering here is like with this robust artistic career, did you have to think planning to have a child, right? Like when you're an actor, there's like demands on your body. There's demands on your schedule. There's demands, you know? And like, did factoring in a child, did you hold off? What was that like process for you? Yeah, I I did hold off. I <clears throat> it was always so scary to think about like the time 
that I would that it would take and the and what I wouldn't miss out on and being like when's the right point in my career that I can take that time and not lose momentum yeah um and so it was always really scary also the idea of like having my body change um when I'm in like you know a kind of body forward um industry (laughs) um and um yeah so I there was always a lot of like um fear around it and um and so when we finally like decided to like actually try it was um I I had had two miscarriages but I they weren't um they weren't we hadn't been trying they were like Mm. accidental pregnancies um I remember when you said you had an IUD in right yeah so the first one I had an IUD um so that was uh, very unexpected. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was the first. That was the first, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the second one, we had been like um, doing like natural family planning because I didn't want another IUD because I was like, those things of don't course work. I don't want <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> actually, um, I put I got an IUD in. Oh my god and the vaccine on the same day and I bled for two <laughs> months straight and I like it was really just but I, I thought of you because I was like the woman told me like <laughs> it doesn't actually work it so why would I even put I mean, this for, in my body for five years it was awesome it was awesome yeah until your body was like I need to make a baby now I guess so. Also, I like regularly jump jump on a trampoline, and I like mm. they say that that can't knock it out. But I was like, couldn't it though? Mm. <laughs> Gravity, because <laughs> it was knocked out of place. Is what happened. Oh, yeah. They like it was embedded in my cervix. I had cool. no idea. Yeah. So you had to get a surgery. So I had to get right? a surgery, and I believe that the trauma from that is what caused the miscarriage. <gasps> yeah. So the baby kept growing, but then a few weeks, then uh, weeks later, um, the heartbeat had stopped. So that I suspect we yeah. didn't have it tested or anything. Yeah, and then the second one, yeah, we had been doing. Um, I had been like tracking my period and stuff, and um, but they say that after a miscarriage, your body is like then extra fertile because it's like oh well we know we can do this okay let's do it again <laughs> and wow. so um I think my body tricked me I mean to be like totally honest I was tracking my period and my cycle and my ovulation and everything and I, my period had just finished and I knew I had like a week and a half before I was going to ovulate and we had sex like the day after my period ended and the next day my my uh, temperature spiked which means that I had ovulated the day before and I was like, and I, but it wasn't supposed to for another week and a half. So I was like, what did you do, body? <laughs> and so then I was, then I got pregnant. Um, uh, and that one we had tested and it was a, a chromosomal abnormality. Mm. Um, still, both of them were terrible, terrible, but, but. They were terrible still, like even in, actually I was just talking to Laura and we were like going over some questions and I was like, listen, I just want you to know, like if I'm triggered, I can't do my job. So we have mm-hmm. to just like not talk about breastfeeding all that much. <laughs> you yeah, know, like there, yeah. it's like, right. Like if we, I could talk about miscarriages till the cows come home. Cause it doesn't like, it's not that, but is it still, is it still one of those things that hurt, like hurts this, this miscarriage? Like, 
yeah, conversation? Well, no, the conversation doesn't hurt. The um, And it really is actually comforting knowing that the second one was a chromosomal abnormality, that like my body was like, you know, releasing something that if the if that with that that abnormality if the baby had been born it wouldn't have survived so like mm. thank goodness I had a miscarriage at uh, 10 weeks or whatever it was like 10 weeks oh that's like yeah yeah like you've you'd, you'd invested in that yeah life yeah. exactly yeah yeah it was just long enough yeah I mean 10 weeks is like you know over two months I mean with the counting the stupid counting that they do for pregnancy like it's not really but but like the second count. that you know that you're pregnant it's like uh, right you like anticipate your world changing and yeah. this new relationship and it's not, you know I think like even if we wrap our heads around like it's normal to have a miscarriage sometimes like you said like it's for the actual best you yeah. know if this baby is not developing in a healthy way like you know, thank God for the body to be like, you know what, let's just start again. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it does take a, like some coordinating to make eyeballs and ears <laughs> and like how's a soul, you know? Yeah. So like, maybe you just need like, our bodies need like a practice round every now and then, but at the end of the day, like, you know, it, it, it can feel sad. <laughs> it's just, well, just hormonally hormonal. also. Right. And I, like I remember being so shocked from because both of the times I had to have a DNC because yeah. my body wasn't um, uh, miscarrying on its own, mm. and um, I guess you can you can wait. But I once I knew that the the heartbeat had stopped both times, I was like, I don't want to wait. And my body was like, Squirt, sweet body was trying to hold on and like not yeah. not um, letting go. So um, from the first time I I had like wrap my head around it I had two days between finding out that the that the hearty meat had stopped and then having um the dnc so I had like mentally kind of like made peace with it mm. um uh it was upsetting but I made peace with it and mm. then um uh and then but I was just like floored by after the dnc it was like it took like two days for my hormones to like start to plummet um and uh and that was like the huge kind of shock to me and it was just yeah. this like like incredibly emotional like like my body like was like felt like something was missing my arms mm. I remember my arms aching and being like they, my arms feel like they should be holding a baby <laughs> and they're not and my arms are confused right now it was and I just like sob and like like dissociating and being like my body is sobbing right now because it's like letting go of something mm -hmm. um <clears throat> but very lonely experience um I loved your writing was, on it but sorry oh thank you yeah it, but the, the second time it was it, it was also just as bad if not worse because I, I was like I'm gonna let myself feel all these feelings I was suicidal for the first time I had ever been like feeling that um and um uh, but I was prepared that like, okay, two days after the DNC, so I, I, I suspect my hormones are going to drop again. And it did exactly the same thing again. Mm -hmm. um, but at least I was prepared for it. I, I had a similar but different, mm -hmm. as is like pretty much everything in parenthood, a similar but different experience. When I had a miscarriage, I like 
totally respected the process. I didn't have a DNC, but I totally respected the process that, that, that these, you know, that my body needed a practice round that if I wasn't so aware that maybe I would just think it was a chunky period <laughs> that like it, it didn't cognitively feel like a life to me. It felt like a bunch of cells. Like there were logical okaynesses. Yeah, I wasn't ready. There were so many things that made it okay. And my body mourned. Yeah. I loved your writing on it. I loved your sort of outreach for awareness around mis miscarriages. It, it is a lonely experience and I don't think people talk about it enough, right? Yeah, I don't think people talk about it enough. And I think that even within the miscarriage experience, there's a lot of different experiences as far as like how far along you were, if your body did miscarry, if you had a DNC, mm. if you were planning or if you weren't. <laughs> right. If you have an IUD in or you're on birth control or you're not. Yeah, there are so right. many variables. Right. I mean, when we're talking about like birth, life, death, it's so beyond. It's so beyond. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like there are so many variables. There are so it's, many it's details. It's incredible that we exist at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, so when you finally were pregnant with Zelda, this was a planned pregnancy. Yeah. So I, I have been doing, we did like a, um, like most of the original cast of Indecent went and did the show in LA mm -hmm. and, um, and at the end of that, and Michael, my husband had, had, uh, come to stay with me there and, and I, don't I think that that was for a long time I had like a kind of a job lined up um uh and I know that wasn't the last one because I knew I was doing a show at Playwrights Horizons when I got back but I was like I I like woke up one morning and I was like okay I'm I'm ready Mike and Michael after the miscarriages was like I'm gonna leave it to you you need to let me know when you're ready and hmm. and I just woke up one morning and I was like I there's I'm always gonna miss something there's I'm always gonna have to say no there's never going to be a time where I'm not going to have to say no to something mm. like in my head. I was like, maybe I'll get like a series regular job. And then like in between seasons, <laughs> that's when I, I'll like be able to plan it early. But like, I, I, was like I actually follow uh, like an actress, uh, Teresa Palmer. And like, she plans her pregnancies around her like shooting schedule. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, how fun for you. <laughs> totally. Right. Great. Yeah. I'm sure that it screws her occasionally though. I mean, like, it's just it's impossible to plan fully but I was like I'm always going to miss something I'm always going to have FOMO like and it's but at the end of the day if I my mom started perimenopause in her late 30s um and so I've been really I was like you know I'm getting into my later 30s I don't want to wait if I if I if I wait and this doesn't happen I can't imagine being an old lady getting ready to die and not having kids like that is, that was the image that made me so so sad mm. um and so I was like it's time I'm ready and I'm gonna do this play and it's fine if and it'll probably take a little while for us to try like um and uh and it doesn't matter really if I'm like in my early pregnancy while I do this play and then and then mm -hmm. after that I didn't have anything lined up and so mm -hmm. I was like I can I can figure it out 
Um, and it just felt really right. And we got pregnant on our first try. Um, I mean, I got to give it to your body. Very <laughs> fertile. Very nice. I'm amazed I didn't get pregnant in, earlier in my life. I Maybe it's or also- maybe your, I did. Or maybe you did. That's the other thing, right? Like who was tracking that blood? It was like, there were right. so many bodily fluids going around in like your twenties. Like, whatever. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. So you're pregnant with Zelda. Tell me more. Um, yeah, I, and for both miscarriages, I had, um, uh, I had gotten morning sickness like immediately. And then <clears throat> my morning sickness had stopped. I could track back after I found out that the, that the, um, the heartbeats had stopped, um, that the morning sickness had stopped the day that the fetus had died, mm-hmm. um, or that the heartbeat had stopped. Um, and, uh, and so again, I was like, super I had super bad morning sickness but like you know all day sickness um they call it morning sickness but they call it morning yeah sickness sickness yeah um and it's terrible when you're not telling people and you and and so you have to like pretend like you don't have this terrible flu all day Mm -hmm. um but um and you didn't tell people because I didn't tell people because Actually, because I want, I wasn't, because I was scared of um, losing your job. Of, well, not losing my, I knew oh. I wasn't going to lose this job, but not, uh, but I was like, if I miscarry, mm. then I don't want to not audition for things. So right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a real dance. I, I did the same. Yeah. Twice. Okay. Yeah. And so, it, and it became this stupid dance where I was like, I, I, I was making up excuses why I didn't want to audition for things that were like further out I remember like there were things that were happening like around the time that I would be giving birth um (laughs) or in my third trimester and it's just like I and they were for like teenagers or something like that I remember like like they were like can you go in for like the replacement for um uh to kill a mockingbird for um uh oh my god why am I forgetting for scout and like scout is like a kid and I was like I just don't really relate to the material. And like, and you're talking to like your managers and your agents who like love you. It's like, that's the other thing that really tripped me out. It's like, these are people who would be happy to just like, to just have me be fulfilled. And like, you know, like they want to know if something great's happening in your life. And I'm like lying to them and they're just (laughs) out there getting me auditions and opportunities. And I'm like, but like, I don't know. Yeah. It's a exactly. very weird experience. It's very weird. And um, and if you've had a miscarriage, I feel like it's totally understandable. You're like, I don't know if like it's yeah. worth the big reveal. Okay. Right. Right. And um and I had recently just signed with a new agency also. So mm-hmm. I was there was just a lot of fear of people being mad at me. Um uh which is so silly, but no, 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 no. But I'm like it sounds silly, but from like an actor's perspective, it's, yeah. this is how we all feel. Right. Like you're just voicing for the community. Like, yeah. Like, you know, like even in acting school, they sort of really ingrain in us that like, this is our temple. This is our religion. This is our craft. Like nothing is more important than this art form. So like when something is more important, it yeah. can feel like, a betrayal yeah 
of the acting gods or like, totally, you know, like totally. I'm so I, I, like, it's like a, a miracle that we're working actors, you know, and I don't want to like yeah. shit on that. Totally. Totally. By I having did, a I baby. Have, <laughs> right. And now that I've had the baby, I'm like, of course, this is more important. Like, but at the time it's like, uh, I didn't quite understand the like en- enormity of it. Yeah. But like, it, it, I, I just put my finger up to pause because here's the thing, like, before you have, before you have a child, you have your career, like, which is yeah. really important. It's like, yeah. it's where your all your creative energy goes, where your, you know, your heart is, where your mind is like, it's so real. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so understandable that you wouldn't want to kill it. Yeah. yeah. You've nurtured it for 35 years, you know? Yeah. And as I said, you're the most profoundly talented actor I've ever encountered and that's so kind of you it's so true and you had this beautiful budding career like it's still unfolding so anyway I I really honor that experience so you're lying to your agents go on yeah I eventually told my manager um because my manager is like a family guy and like he he was like, I su- I'm supporting like you and like your, you know, the life that you want to live, to lead. So, um, and he had known about when I was pregnant, this the second time uh, when I miscarried because I was doing a play. Oh, that's actually kind of funny. I was doing a play, um, playing a like a kind of like non-binary queer uh, person, and um, and I had this like. Uh, kind of uh it wasn't like a binder but it was like a really tight sports bra Mm. um but my the first thing that my body does when I get pregnant is my boobs get like huge and so I had to tell the costumers and they kept like having to extend this this like binder um and my boobs hurt so badly the customer is always the first to know the customer is always the first like I didn't tell you know um god friended me I was like it was the season finale and I was so excited to be back on and I didn't tell anyone because like I don't know I was like maybe three months pregnant but like all you saw was like a little you know belly and like when do I not have a little belly like it wasn't that big a deal I didn't think but I did tell the costume people the whole department knew and they were like in on it and they I, I apologized and all that and they were like no 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 this is this is what we do all the time this is like actually a big part of what we do all the time. Oh, wow. Okay. Like they knew That's exactly so how to yeah. co- cover it, you know, I right. guess. Right. That's, that's amazing. Um, okay. So you told your manager, that's what we're up to. Yeah. So I told my manager. Um, uh, and so he kind of had my back with like certain auditions. Um uh, so he, like if like I got an audition from my agents and that I like clearly wouldn't be able to do um, I would be like I'm like not interested and then Bernard would be like I'm not yeah, interested in the stream role that we discussed <laughs> right. um, a couple months ago yeah but then Bernard would, would like like send an email to you and be like yeah I don't think this is a good fit. or like you know he kind of had my back in that way um, and um, but it was I remember it was like a big for me, like body-wise, the first trimester, besides, the first trimester was the worst, I think, um, because for me, I was like super sick, 
um, nauseous all the time. And and then, but not telling anybody, so you have to pretend like you're not. Um, and then also like, yeah, you just start to like gain weight, but you don't look like you're pregnant and you're not telling people. So I remember going in for auditions and being like, they're just gonna think that I'm like letting myself go. <laughs> like, and it was just, it was like, and you don't, you're not wearing like pregnancy clothing yet. And so, so I didn't have any like new clothes. I just wasn't fitting into my old clothes. And it was just like, it just made me feel bad about myself. I think and secrets, I secrets, right? Secrets make us feel bad about ourselves. Yeah. And like, and I, you are so fully embodied and authentic. And it's reminding me when I would watch your journey, like later on, you did, you did reveal this later on in your pregnancy. Like it, I remember on Instagram, like I had known you were pregnant months before you had posted something, but when you did, you used the hashtag non-binary pregnancy. Yeah. And I think like your radical transparency, like your urge to be yourself in all you do. It's like, I'm just going to go back to like, what a beautiful artist you are. It's like, it doesn't matter if you're playing like I don't, what kind of queen was that on, um, was it a queen or a duchess? Some sort of aristocracy oh, on um, uh, Mozart in the jungle. It was Mozart's sister. Mozart's sister. Okay. Yeah. Well, I thought it was some sort of regalness person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was fancy, whatever, was whatever her. you're, whatever you're portraying, you are so yourself, you know, like coming out as non-binary, you're so yourself, your like pursuit to understand yourself is so deep that to be in secrecy is uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. And it's also like that, it's interesting you bring that up because like, yeah, being a non-binary person and then going through such a female experience or having your body become so um, feminine, <laughs> like is a, it's interesting and so I felt like it was important to kind of because I would search on Instagram for the hashtag non-binary pregnancy or non-binary mom because I was like well, what do people how do people dress like I like to find pregnancy clothing that wasn't like a flowing like <laughs> like gown scarfy like yeah and um how did they yeah. dress how, how did you dress how did I dress I I mean, I kind of always were like black, and and so I, I just know it's like, why I didn't wear black. Today. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I ended up just getting like some black, like um, maternity jeans, mm. and then like uh, I bought so many bras trying to find ones that felt comfortable. That if my boobs get too big, I really feel uncomfortable in my body. Mm. So I was like, they don't. Like I didn't want to wear like a sports bra because that doesn't feel like me either. I don't know. So I like bought so many bras trying to find like <laughs> the one that that made me feel okay. Um, and so I like I don't remember which one I found, but I wore the same bra for like my entire pregnancy and until like you didn't have to wear anything because we were in lockdown, right? So you were just naked. Is that I just imagine oh, yeah, I you just naked, being naked. Totally, totally. Yeah, like to be fair. Yeah. Or no, I would wear like a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but what okay so what else did if you did search the non-binary pregnancy hashtag which I have not actually maybe yeah. I maybe I should go down that rabbit hole um what did there's you find there's not yeah, a lot there's right not a lot. thank and god for you 
Thank oh, God well, for you. Thank you. There's there's like a couple. There's because I don't really, I don't present masculine. Mm. Like I don't. I'm. I. I feel more um, agendered. Like I don't feel like I don't really go to the masculine side. Mm. And um, there were some people who like presented more masculine um, who were pregnant, and I was like, that would that would be a different kind of difficult, I imagine, mm. um, or or different different yeah um uh, I, I, I hear that yeah, yeah not yeah. difficult but different yeah yeah um and uh yeah so I was like I kind of it kind of made me feel even more in the non-binary <laughs> world like I feel like as it's becoming more um accepted or more like kind of like known in in the, the world that there is like a spectrum of gender um it's funny I feel like now there's become this like idea of what a non-binary person looks like Mm -hmm. um was like which is like you know short hair (laughs) the use they them pronouns um uh maybe like have painted nails I don't know like uh, but there's like a I actually think I think of a a, a, when I think of non-binary yeah I think of a man dressing more feminine yeah. or yeah. not. I that's like the first thing that I guess it's the first thing that comes to mind because it's the most colorful, right? Like if yeah. it's the first image that comes to mind, which is not your you at all. Right, right. And and it's so funny though that we are starting to have like a definition of non-binary though, because the the whole point of non-binary is that there's like male and female and then in between there's infinite non-binary <laughs> like <laughs> and, and so and so it made me more comfortable almost in in myself because I I'm not trying to fit into anything like yeah like what is it what does a non-binary parent look like or like mother look like and I'm like oh looks like one of them looks like me yeah 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 that's exactly what that looks like Um, but here's the thing like what your your experience as you said it so perfectly is that you do not fall on the either end of the binary yeah it is infinite like just because we're speaking to a dean of person doesn't mean we're talking to all queer people all non-binary people certainly not trans people at all you know like you're not you're not an expert on you're an expert on you exactly exactly yeah yeah and like I I wonder if like that you know I was just having the I was having the experience of being like you don't have to speak for anybody you don't even have to speak (laughs) for yourself you're being kind enough to come on here but like do you feel like sometimes you get put in that position where like all of a sudden someone's asking you a question about like the, the queer experience or the non-binary experience and you're somehow like, I'm not an expert on, on that, you know? I don't, I'm wondering. Well, it doesn't necessarily feel like that, but I, I do feel like I always need to be like, it's, you know, my experience is very different from pro- probably anybody else's experience which is very different from anybody else's experience totally because it's just remembering that the non-binary is kind of infinite like that's the point (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's the point I mean it's part of the reason 
it's part of the reason why I'm so drawn to your work as an actor is because like there is infinite possibility in you, you know, mm -hmm. like it's Thank so you. fully expressed that understanding, like, you know, I, I was raised um, modern Orthodox Jewish. And so like, I know a lot about the Torah, but <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> the idea of like being um, created in the image of God, if God is all things, mm -hmm. right, then we are all things. Like I sometimes masquerade around as this woman who has two children, who is an actor, who's like hosting this podcast. But the truth is I was born in the image of the infinite. Yeah. Oh, which is really why beautiful. when I see you, when I see you on stage or honestly, if I see, if I just see you walking down the street, but, but, but particularly on stage or on screen, I really feel tapped into that because yeah. you seem to be really tapped into that. Thank you. I mean, I guess I feel, I guess I do feel tapped into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you're pregnant with Zelda. You're um you're sick we're we're only on the the first trimester I mean really I know just, well the first just... trimester was I, I also want to mention that I was doing this play um uh that was really physical and I and um I had all these costume changes that costume where also I was like got, gave me like a progression of bras <laughs> like it's always um, about the bras I know and I was also playing a man in that and one in part of that play um uh but it was kind of like a farce enough that like it didn't matter that like um what my body looked like but i am mm. um, uh i was so sick and by the end of the by the like end of that run i i would just be like willing myself at like half hour to like be able to do this play it was so exhausting and then um uh and then i ended up having a seizure um, oh i didn't know that yeah it was opening night um, after opening night, I, I would always drink, like, um, I had this, like, huge metal, you know, like, container that I would drink, um, I would drink, like, two of them after the show, because I would sweat so much during the show, and, and I was, because I played all these different characters, I had, like, um, like, three costumes on at once, because I would have to, like, uh, underdress for, for fast changes, so I was wearing I was so hot and, and then like it was super physical and I was um, um, sweating so much. And then on opening night, um, you know, after the show, it's like quick, get dressed to like go to the opening night party and then um, and then go to the opening night party. And I like didn't drink my usual water there. And then at the opening night party, it was like talking to people and um, and the, and it was really crowded and it was it's so weird to think about now going to like a party with a lot of people. Um, Oh my God, I can't wait. I can't, anyway, just take me to that party. Can I be your date, please? Because like Michael will definitely have to be with the baby. Oh, I'm available. Okay, great. Okay, thanks. Whatever it is, you're there. Great, 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 great. But I like, and I remember on the way home saying to Michael, like, I'm so thirsty. I'm so thirsty. And I like didn't drink enough water. And he was like, well, we'll drink water when we get home. But I didn't want to drink a bunch of water before I got into bed because I didn't want to like have an icky stomach um and and I woke up that night uh to like a couple hours later um to Michael waking me up and I was having a seizure so I, in my sleep um and it continued for almost like five minutes and it was like um my head and my shoulders and my arms were like convulsing 
Um, and I, but I was aware of it. I guess a lot of people who, who have seizures, um, I guess you don't call it epilepsy anymore. You call it like a seizure disorder or something like that. Um, uh, they are not aware that it's happening um, mm. often, but I, I was aware the whole time. And I remember thinking I am dying. And I thought that my um, lungs were gonna stop working. I don't know why I thought that, but like mm. I was convinced that my lungs were gonna stop working and I, um, and I couldn't really speak. And all, I just, all I could get out was, I love you. And I kept <sighs> saying that over and over again because I thought I was dying. It was really, I really really terrifying. do love him so much. <laughs> oh my God. And, and I, um, and he was like, he was, he kept trying to get me to stand up. And I was like, I'm happy. No, don't have me stand up. And I was like, call my husband. Please call. And he was like, did I you say that out loud? Uh, when it, when it started to calm down a bit, um, he was like, he was like, okay, maybe let's, let's go for a walk. And, and I was like, no, like, please call that on. Um, so he did. And when the paramedics came, um, uh, they were like, do you have anxiety? You might've just had a panic attack. And I, I was like, I do have anxiety. And I, and it was still happening to my arm. My arm was still convulsing. And, and they were like, well, if you didn't bite your tongue or, um, or wet yourself, then it wasn't a seizure. And I was like, I think you're very wrong. Mm. Um, I get interject here, I actually have epilepsy. Oh, really? <laughs> I can tell you, it is not true, but nine out of 10 times you will pee your pants. Right, mm. and, I've, yeah. and I've heard of this. Yeah. I, I, no, but, you can, but she but, was also dehydrated. But you can have an acute, um, a focal seizure, which is where you are alert. That's what it sounds like to me. Um, and you're just aware of what's going on, but you kind of can't control your body. It doesn't mean it wasn't a seizure. I actually witnessed a seizure happening with a very close loved one and she didn't pee her pants. But I mean, meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, Laura is like, the yeah, actual uh, expert. <clears throat> right. But okay. <laughs> but I'm like, listen, lady. <laughs> no, but it's true. You can have a focal seizure and never lose consciousness and be completely awake and have none of those things. It's still a seizure. Yeah. Right. And so the paramedic didn't know this, but if Laura Lucetti was there. Okay. They are, thank you, Laura. Closely, <laughs> they are closely linked to dehydration also. So yeah. And I, right. so I went to the emergency room and they like were totally not helpful. They gave me like a potassium pill and told me to go see a neurologist. Um, so I did. So and they like, they, it was really scary. Luckily it didn't affect the pregnancy at all. Uh, but except they couldn't do a, um, they did like uh, the, okay, there was like a 48 hour thing where like I had to go home with the yeah. um, EKG in EKG. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was normal. And then they did, um, they could do a um, brain scan uh, without contrast because they can't do it with contrast when you're pregnant. Mm. Um, um, but they needed to do it with contrast. So then they were like, when you Oh, that was a, this is a whole other story, but I still haven't had it done because oh. I finally got it scheduled um, once I was able to leave the house without Zelda, which was really hard to do for a year. And then also with the lockdown and everything, I didn't want to I like go didn't anywhere. Go see, I didn't go to doctors. No, I didn't I, see any I doctors. Just didn't see anyone or anything. So and so I'm I finally with you. And I had checked four times to make sure that it was okay that I was breastfeeding with different people, and they were all like, "Yeah, it's fine." And then I got there, I'm in the robe next to the tube thing. 
And the technician is like, Jeff, do you want to make sure you're not pregnant? And I was like, no, but I'm breastfeeding. And he was like, oh, uh, okay. So you're just going to want to pump and dump for, um, for uh, 48 hours. Um, and I was like, I, ca I can't do that because I am nursing my child. And he was like, uh, well, uh, let me make a call. And he like called somebody and he was like, they recommend um, that you pump enough to have to be able to bottle feed and I was like my baby doesn't take a bottle um and they were and it just turned out that they couldn't do it um but you've been fine yeah I've been I've been fine but I but they they did find like they it, it might be a cluster of cells or something that like behind in my sinuses that they just want to get it checked out they don't think it's related but who knows at the end of the day I think what happened is that I have low blood pressure uh pregnancy can make your blood pressure even lower and I was mm. dehydrated and I mm. guess that's what happened I we may I mean, never know dehydration in and of itself I mean, yeah. it takes a lot of water to yeah and dur life. during that time of my it was it's during the pregnancy it was like there were different sections where like my body was craving certain things like so intensely like mm. I really wanted animal fat for like and all I ate was like bacon uh sous vide egg bites from oh, those are so good they're really delicious Paz is basically made of, of the bacon so sous -vide. yeah oh god and they're perfect so lovely starbucks sponsor us huh? sponsor us they sponsored our babies so yeah exactly sponsor this podcast and it's other like eating them now um but um but yeah, like I, all, that's all I ate for like a couple of weeks. And then all I need, all I wanted to do was drink water. I was constantly like, and that's during the time of the seizure that like, I was so thirsty all the time. Mm. And I would drink like a 64 ounce thing of water and then be like, I'm so thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> so post seizure, you're still in your, doing your show. Still Did doing you just like show. go back to your show? I went back to the show. We had uh, the day off after opening. And then oh. like, and so then I was like, just you guys know, um, I'm pregnant and I had a seizure after the show. <laughs> Happy opening. Yeah. Happy. And, um, and uh, the, they were so nice. And the crew had like, um, uh, uh, like electrolyte water for me at every um, offstage and like every place that there possibly could be. Um, and uh and the show did not get extended, which it might've been. And I loved that show. And I was so happy that it was not extended because I was mm. like, and I'm not working anymore. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I did like a couple TV things um, uh, where they could like, you know, dress me in a way that you couldn't quite tell. Um, this is um, New Amsterdam? Yeah, yeah, I did New Amsterdam when I was, uh, I just gotten into my second trimester. Um, oh, and you were a non-binary character, right? Uh, no. Oh, I thought you were, sorry. No, I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe they are. Right, who knows? Right, yeah. we, we don't know. But, <laughs> and you weren't showing that you were pregnant? Um, I was kind of, to me, I was showing. My belly kind of popped at like, it didn't like pop, pop to later, but like I could tell I was pregnant at like 10 weeks, 11 mm. weeks, like, I was You're like, also very is connected this too to your early? body. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but I was like, there was a lot of shame around like, I shouldn't be buying maternity pants yet. It's too early. And and 
yeah and the, and I was like I, I need to just I, maybe it's just me maybe like I don't know like it's like what's what's normal for for a body nothing 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 is is. normal (laughs) you know like I you said earlier on like the fact that we exist is miraculous I don't know if that was the word you used but it's just it's just wow like when I was pregnant with Ness which means miracle his name means miracle because I, I like had this real aha moment of like whoa like all of these people lived inside another person yeah it's crazy and and the fact that people keep having kids also (laughs) labor was terrible your labor yeah I found it to be incredibly traumatic as much as I've had prepared and as normal quote-unquote as it may have been to somebody else like and I was like I'm never doing this again (laughs) like how and now of course it's like wasn't that bad like you know yeah, yeah. there's like this like built-in like forgetting but what do you think that is actually I wonder what is that built-in forgetting if if you could put your I think it, I think what it well I think it's evolution being very tricky but I think it's also um that the the like pain of childbirth and I know that they say not to use the word pain. I'm kind of pissed that nobody used the word pain because mm. I was like, well, if they're not using the word pain, then like, it probably isn't that bad. Like mm. I'm in touch with my body. It's I'll, I'll breathe and have an orgasm and it'll be great. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be like, right. Exactly. That's what they <laughs> orgasmic birth. And then you watch these like people having sex while they're have make, while the yeah. baby's being born or whatever they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. They're doing it in a hot tub. That's what they're, right. that's where they're doing. I, I would love to have been in a hot tub. That was, I was actually planning on that and, um, but and not a hot tub, but a pool. Um, but, um, but I, yeah, I think that what happens is that because it is so painful, but it is a natural pain and that your body is meant to recover from. So it's any other pain that you experience in your life is sort of unnatural in a way. Uh, like you break your arm or oh. you, and and so then there's a recovery process and your body maybe remembers that pain mm-hmm. uh, because it was unnatural and your body is like that uh, let's make sure that that we don't break our arm again um, or or it was destructive like yeah it was, it was destructive it was like not in the in the order of creation yeah exactly it was and, it was moving backwards yeah <laughs> right and your you body your arm. It, it's not like your body can heal from that but it's um, not meant to it's not like everybody's going to break their arm right. like so it's it's a normal thing it's an mm. it's an abnormal pain in a way mm. um, or um, injury but mm. birth is not an injury no and so your body recovers and then I think it forgets because it's not um, because it's meant to recover mm. even though it takes way longer than you want it to you inspire me so much. So do you, Daniela. So <sighs> much. Thanks. I'll, I'll, I'll really take that in. Um, because really, you are, if you contain like all the shades of humanity, it's like so awesome. Well, I have a fun uh, stat for both of you before we go. Okay. It's yeah. roughly one in 400 trillion. trillion that is the chance that a person will be born. One in 400 trillion. So mm-hmm. miraculous really doesn't begin to cover it. That makes one me, like, I just said, I'm gonna cry. How does, that's 
That's crazy. Is that just I, like the number of sperm that exists? It is the uh, science, math, you know, how they figure things out. Maybe, oh. maybe the amount of sperm, right? Yeah, because it's like you're jizzing all the time. I mean, they are, and, and they are jizzing all the time. They are. I mean, Brian's like, yes. <laughs> Brian's here, don't worry, he's here. He's like, uh, <laughs> it's true. Right. I mean, I wonder where, I wonder where that number comes from, but at the end of the day, there are a lot of people who are wa- walking this earth. It's, an, it's incredible. Yes. And that all of that, what blows my mind is that all of that can lead to like some terrible people. <laughs> <laughs> like, if no. you just think about like, I mean, and some incredible people, but also yeah. it's like all of that, like time, like, and evolution and, and, and mystery leading to like um you know like John Wayne Gacy like what a what a waste <laughs> like why did that why did it end there like, it's, it's such a realistic um like point of view because like when I think of it I'm like actually when I was pregnant with Nessie like Trump was in office and I was like I don't know he has a mother and people would look at me like you fucking idiot <laughs> you know like you are on some sort of hormone drip that's making you crazy and I still like there's good in every I'm like I'm like Anne Frank over here you know I'm like there's good in everyone you know there I mean there is there is and to think of everything if you just walk down the street and look at everybody and be like their hand used to be this big and some of you used to hold that little hand see you in a month happy new year okay. happy new thank year thank you Adina thank you so much for more episodes make sure to follow mom curious available on all podcast platforms Thanks. 